What's up, you guys? Steven Milhouse here, Walk with Fight Club. It is Friday, April 30th, 2021. A special episode for you guys today is, I wasn't going to release it, but I'm like, eh, it's a good interview. Let's rock and roll with it today, because we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up next week. A low-key fight weekend this weekend, and we'll get into that in a few moments, but I want to once again thank everyone who's been listening. My God, we're ranked on iTunes and Saudi Arabia. We're right now we're number 27. We were number 21 earlier in the week, and now we're down to number 27. That is okay. When I'm in, you could put me in the class of Jim Ross, Kurt Angle, Chris Van Fleet, Renee Paquette, and many others. It means a lot, so it's greatly appreciated. The number 21 ranked pod wrestling podcast in Saudi Arabia. So that number now it's number 27, but it is an honor. I great, it means a lot to me, so I want to thank you guys so much. It's been all, everyone's listening, and it, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you guys. Coming up on today's podcast, it will be the former three-time heavyweight title challenger, Chris Siriolo, who will be facing Andy Ruiz Saturday night from Dignity Health Sports Park out in Carson, California. You can catch that on Fox Sports pay-per-view against the former unified three-belt heavyweight champion of the world, Andy Ruiz Jr., the return of the former champion, looking to make his way back to the promised land after losing his belts to Anthony Joshua in December 2019 in Saudi Arabia. Don't forget, rate, review, download, and subscribe to Walkway to Fight Club. It's very simple, guys. A lot of good podcasts are up there. Got a good one with Damian Priest. He keeps kicking Rudy Tootie Booty. Randy Couture. So a couple good ones there next week. It's going to be podcasts all week. Well, I got a doozy for you guys to start the week. We'll look into that in a little bit. But I want a little quick preview of the fight coming up tomorrow night. But all before then, some big fights coming up this weekend. You got also on Saturday on the zone, Derek Chisora, Joseph Parker. If you like boxing at lunchtime, this is for you in the States. I love it. 1 Eastern, 12 Central, 10 Pacific. Nothing wrong with seeing the former WBO heavyweight champion, Joseph Parker, the hard-hitting Derek Chisora, live and exclusively around the world on DAZN. Sky Sports pay-per-view, but order it on DAZN. Let's just be honest. But subscribe to DAZN. $19.99 for the month, $100 bucks for the year. That is one hell of a deal, which also includes seeing the great Canelo Alvarez next Saturday night against Billy Joe Saunders in front of 70,000 people. At Jerry's World out in Arlington, Texas. Parker Chisora, you kind of know how this fight's going to go. Derek Chisora only knows one way, and that's going forward. You, the great fight he had with Usyk back in October. If Derek Chisora doesn't gas, I think he had a good shot at beating Usyk. I really, really do. Chisora imposed his will a lot early on in that fight, and... I thought if he would just kept that foot on the pedal, I think he could have won. I think he could have gotten a decision. At the very worst, he could have sent. He could have gave Usyk more trouble than he did. Part I give Joseph Parker credit coming back from a decision win against Joseph Fa back in what was that? Junior Fa. I apologize. Back at the end of February, good to see. I like seeing that. 
top tier guys coming back and flipping it around quickly. Look at Canelo. You know, you look at Joseph. You look at Joseph Parker. We'll talk more about that with Canelo Alvarez next week. I'm going with Joseph Parker. I think Joseph Parker. I think he just outslugs him. It's going to be a good action fight. I'm not expecting nothing less. This is going to push Joseph Parker. I think who is a more methodical fighter. But I think Joseph Parker gets it done, and he takes care of Derek Chisora and continues his path towards another shot at the heavyweight title. Got UFC Dominic Reyes, Jiri Prashaka. It's a low, and I was saying this to some people earlier, it's a low-level UFC show. Nothing really to get, nothing really to get your, to go out of your way for. If you catch it, cool. If not, eh. I think more people will be watching the Andy Ruiz fight, to be if we're going to be quite honest. But this is one of those shows where, this isn't a disrespect to any of the fighters on the card, but this is just one of those where you're just filling cards. You're just fulfilling the contract that they, the UFC has at ESPN. So I, Reyes needs a win after that devastating loss of Jan Plakovic, the light heavyweight champion. At UFC 253 in September. And yeah, September. I mean, the months just like fly by. We're already going to be entering May, which is just absurd. But something he's really got to think about, you know, is for Reyes, how tentative is he going to be? That was a devastating stoppage loss. Is he more guarded? First loss of his career. Second loss, second loss of his career. You got to figure, he's lost two in a row. Where is he at right now? When you lose two fights in a row, where's your mind at? I think he, I think he loses here. Pradishka is a good fighter. I really, you know, I, he's got really heavy hands, and it seems like that is the blueprint right now on Dominic Reyes. If Reyes can get the fight to the ground, if he can, st- or if he can stay more active, he's got a shot. But I like Pradishka winning. Um, and the reason, and we'll have Chris Ariola in a few moments, but Chris Ariola, Andy Ruiz Jr., Fox Sports pay-per-view, the big fight of the weekend. Go away the end of Saturday. You know, you start with the heavyweights, you end with the heavyweights. I think that's pretty cool. Um, There's a big fight for Andy Ruiz. You can see he weighed in at 256. Chris Ariola weighed in at 228 and a half. Very light for both guys, and I think that's a testament to how serious both guys are taking this fight. Even though the narrative, for some reason or another, was when this fight was booked, and I originally thought that as well, was Ruiz was looking more for a pancake, more of a fluff. But he's taking this seriously. You know, I think he finally understands that this is do or die. This isn't a situation of where... He can win a lackluster decision, and it will be okay. Big fights can loom for Andy Ruiz, but the question is, can he overcome the embarrassment of losing to Anthony Joshua? And the way, it wasn't the fact how that he lost, it was how he lost. He didn't give himself a chance, and when you're the heavyweight champion in the world, like, get it, you're on top of the world, and... But he almost Buster Douglas. We're gonna find out if he's a if he's Buster Douglas, or if he's like an Evander Holyfield who can come back, or a Lennox Lewis and bounce back, Vladimir Klitschko bounce back and become Anthony Joshua bounce back and become heavyweight champion. And that's going to be the Tyson Fury. That's going to be the question. Can he do it? 
We're going to find out. You know, Ariola's 40. He's fought three times for the heavyweight title. Has Chris Ariola seen better days? You know, I thought he looked good against Animal Kwanowski. Kwanowski's a stud. One of the best prospects out there in the heavyweight division. But we're going to find out. If Ruiz doesn't take Ariola, because you you coming in at 228, Ariola's taking this seriously. He's coming to win. And you'll realize that in my chat with him. But a good fight is an exciting fight. I think if Ruiz can be Andy Ruiz, if he can be the guy that beat Anthony Joshua, I think Andy Ruiz can plow through anybody in this heavyweight division. He's got quick hands. He's got good speed. But if he doesn't do that, and he takes Ariola the slightest bit lightly, it's going to be a long night at the office. But with Eddie Reynoso right there by his side, I feel very, pretty confident Andy Ruiz is going to get it done. But stranger things have happened. And remember, this is boxing. And remember, we are dealing with the land of the heavyweights. But I'm looking forward to that all-Mexican war coming up on Saturday night. Fox Sports pay-per-view. Chris Ariola. We're going to talk to him right now. Talk a lot in a short amount of time. And I want to thank... PBC for giving, and there's one thing I like to, and I respect. So I, you know, because I always get this question of, well, how can you work with Top Rank? How do you got? How does the zone work with Top Rank and PBC? And we all love Showtime. We all love boxing. We're all trying to better the sport. This is and isn't a political. As much as people want to make it out to be, it's really not. I have a job at the zone. It's to provide the best content for the reader. It's not hard. You, you don't. There's no bias. I love boxing. These guys and girls have a story to tell. Whether it's boxing, MMA, wrestling, there's stories to be told. Regard like the zone had we air MLW, but I talk to people from AEW. I talk to people from WWE. My life. There's no bias at all. It's. You're doing the best that you can. And you're providing the best content. There's no there's no hidden or political agenda. Maybe some people do that. That's cool with them. That's not how we roll. But don't forget, go to the Zone News. Check out my article with Chris Ariola. Make sure you guys do that as well. And Mark Lenawala. Lenawala. I always get my poor Mark's name. A great interview, great piece from his chat with Andy Ruiz. Definitely, you guys go check that out. Dazone.com forward slash EN News. Make sure you guys check that out. A lot of great stuff with, with Andy Ruiz. But here's my conversation with Chris Seriolo as we talk. The fight with Andy Ruiz. Ruiz is partying. And the narrative that he is there just to be the setup guy for bigger things to come for Andy Ruiz. Right now, here is my conversation with the former three-time heavyweight title challenger, Chris Ariola. How's everything going, Chris? Great, man. Everything's going great, man. Uh, training camp is great. Um, boxing is great. Life is great. I got nothing to complain about, man. No, you look fantastic. And, you know, you look at, you know, 2020 was basically a lost year for everybody and how would you view just 2020 professionally and also personally? Professionally, like luckily I didn't have nothing going on. Just honestly, just recover at home and uh, train at home. I'm lucky enough that in my garage, I have my own boxing gym. I have all the equipment that I have in here. So I really didn't lose no time because I work three days a week, just maintaining my, 
my boxing shape. But uh, personally, man, I, I feel bad for my daughter that lost her senior year. She lost her senior year in softball. Uh, I feel bad for my son that lost two seasons of baseball. But uh, I feel bad for everyone that lost a job. Um, small businesses that lost their business. You know, I feel bad for those people because they really had it rough. You know, I'm a lucky man. I just fight for a living. I just get beat up for a living. I'm, I'm a fortunate man in that in that sense. But uh, my kids are probably the ones that suffered the most. You know, you look at on the professional side, do you view it as a blessing in a way just because, you know, if you look at it, you didn't get to have to take any damage. You've been in a lot of wars. You've won some, you lost some. Do you feel like 2020 allowed you to get your body a chance to recover? You know what? Not, not only did I get a chance to recover, but, you know, I'm used to layoffs. I've, this is my third layoff that I've had. Um, I had once a two-year layoff and then a one-year layoff, and this is my second one-year layoff. And boxing is like riding a bike. Just The thing is, just got to get back in the ring, got to spar, and then the time comes back. But uh, luckily, boxing is one of the sports that uh, a lot of boxers don't need them, them, them many fans, you know, just throw them in a warehouse and make it happen. You know, a lot of people were wondering who Andy was going to face when he returned. Because, you know, we hadn't seen him since the AJ fight. You know, then you see him training with Eddie and you're, everyone's like, well, who's he going to face? And then rumbling started surfacing when, with your name, and when did you first hear that this could have been a possibility to face Andy coming up next? Um, I've been hearing all, all 2020, uh, since the summer of 2020. Um, there was a couple of times that I've heard I was going to fight him in December. Then they moved up to uh, sometime in March, then April, then May. Uh, luckily, I've been out here with uh, Joe since January. Um, but before that, I was coming here two, three days a week just to maintain and just to stay in shape. But the thing is, uh, I've always had him in my mind. I always had him in the back of my head that, you know what, it's a possibility that I was going to fight him. And if not him, then someone to tune me up to fight him. Regardless, you know, I was, I was up for the challenge. And this is a great challenge. This is a, a Mexican challenge, uh, a challenge that I never had before. A challenge like him that is not only is he an ex-champion, but he has a dynamite in both hands and the speed in both hands, just like uh, Fermain Stavern. And uh, I look forward to this fight. It should be a great fight and an epic fight. You know, why did you feel like this fight was destined to happen? Is it just because you guys are both Mexican-American, you, got, you guys are both from California? Why did you feel like one time or another you guys were destined to meet each other? Well, first, first and foremost, because we're both Mexican fighters and we're both elite Mexican fighters. We don't, we're not just big Mexicans for no reason. We're big, we love what we do, we're great fighters. And he started amateur, his amateur career at a young age. I started my amateur career at a young age. Uh, we sparred once while he was still an amateur. I'm like, dude, this is a guy that one day I'm gonna have to deal with or someone else is gonna have to deal with and might as well be me. And uh, since that day, I've always had him in the back of my mind. I've always thought that me and him were gonna fight each other. We were gonna make a great fight. And here we are, 2020, 2021, I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> it's time to make it happen. You know, he made history becoming the first Mexican-American, the first person of Mexican descent to become the heavyweight champion of the world. And, 
you know, you had the opportunities and unfortunately it wasn't you. You know, you had some shots. And But when you seen that happen, what did that mean to you to see someone of Mexican descent become the heavyweight champion of the world? Um, first things first is that, you know, the pressure was off my back. I didn't have to be the first. You know, someone else already did it. And I was happy for him, genuinely happy for him. I was genuinely proud of him. I, I had him winning. I picked him to win that fight because I I had a feeling that AJ was underestimating this kid. And he was a, he was coming off a big win. He was already winning. He, he was already in shape. So, you know, people that didn't know about him didn't know that this kid was in shape, even though he looked fat. And... Uh, once he won that fight, I was happy and proud of him. And I sent him a message on uh, Instagram and congratulated him, man, because it's a big achievement. And it was a great achievement and he deserved everything. You know, I don't know. Did you, I don't know if you watched the rematch, but you know, he came in extremely overweight. He looked sluggish. He didn't look like the guy six months earlier that, that wiped AJ to the floor. And, you know, there were reports he wasn't taken to camp seriously. He admitted that, you know, he got overweight and he, party like he was the heavyweight champion in a role instead of staying focused. What did you make of how he took that second fight? Because he really didn't seem like he really took it too seriously and he paid the price for it. You know what? All those people that like judge him for partying and doing all kinds of shit that he didn't do before. Put yourself in his shoes, man. I, I don't judge him. I would have probably been doing the same thing as he was, you know. It's hard from someone having nothing to having everything. Everything is in your hands, everything. You could you could do no wrong. You know, do you blame him, honestly? Do you writers honestly blame him for him coming out of shape or him going to party, him having a good time and enjoying his life? I would blame him one bit. I probably would have done the same thing. But the thing is, how do you recover? How do you come back from that? And that's where I come in, you know? That's why I'm coming into great shape because I know he's gonna come from my head. I know he's gonna try to make a statement with me like every fighters do I feel like every fighter tries to make a statement with me and uh that being said he's coming in the best shape of his career and i'm coming in great shape and it just calls for a great fight for you chris and thank you so much for the time today it's really appreciated and you know the narrative has been he took this fight because he's not taking you as serious he's viewing you lightly you're on maybe you're on the back end of your career for those that say in the narrative that he's not taking you seriously and you're more or less a tune-up fight, what do you say to those people? Look at the man. If he's not taking me serious, I don't know what taking serious is because this guy's in com he's coming in in great shape, great fighting shape, great boxing shape, great physical shape. So if you tell him, if you're telling me that he's taking me lightly, shit, you're, I don't know who you. Who are you looking at? Because he looks like he's in the best shape of his career. And like I am, I'm in my best shape of my career because I'm taking him very serious, extremely serious. And uh, this is one of those make me or break me kind of fights. And I have to come out and I have to put on a great show for the fans, uh, put a great show for myself, for my family. And, you know, just do it. Just do what I do. You know, and why I went this, it's another big fight. And when you envision the, the fight in your head, Chris, how do you feel you how do you feel you get it done? And then to follow up with that, what does a win mean for you on May 1st? You know, I really just have to bring out every trick of the trade. Every trick that I've learned in my learned in my boxing career, uh, from jabbing to inside fighting, outside fighting, counter punching, 
I got to use every trick that I could find, you know, because um, he's a talented fighter. He's a quick fighter. He's a fast fighter. Got to bring my my uh, guard back. I, I just got to be in my P's and Q's, man. I got to be very, very ready for every uh, everything that he's going to bring to this fight. And uh, that being said, you know, I'm ready for war. I'm ready for action. I'm ready to make this fight a, a dog fight. I'm ready to uh, for the fans to enjoy this fight. And what was your follow-up question? Sorry. No, just what would the fight, what would a win mean for you? A win, a win basically, you know, cements myself as one of the best boxers of my time. Um, but in all honesty, I, I'm just going to beat somebody that beat the, the somebody. That's it. That's all I'm getting. But it's still going to cement my fight, my, myself as one of the best fighters that, of my time. He'll be facing Andy Ruiz Jr. Saturday, May 1st. From Dignity Health Sports Arena out in Carson, California. He catched it on Fox pay-per-view, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. Chris Ariola, always a pleasure, Chris. Thank you for the time and the best of luck on May 1st. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. A big thank you to Chris Ariola's he headlines. Fox Sports pay-per-view Saturday night against former three-belt heavyweight champion Andy Ruiz Jr. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, and 6 Pacific. He shoots down that narrative of Ruiz not taking being heavyweight champion seriously, and I love that response. He's like, I would have done it too. Who wouldn't have done that? You know, I can agree with that sentiment. You know, like at first you're like, yeah, would you put it's – you have to put the shoe on the uh, the proverbial other foot, and you have to. I think you have to look at it that way, and I think Chris is spot on with that assessment. But once again, thank you, the Premier Boxing Champions, for the time. Oh crap! I never did that. Whoops! I gotta do that. I gotta do some stuff. <laughs> but no, really looking forward to that fight tomorrow night. A big test for both guys. Could this be the end of the line for Chris Ariola? We will find out. But I got some news. Got some big news. A loaded, 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 loaded lineup next week. Monday. Chuck Liddell. I was going to have it this week, but you know what? I want to give it to Monday, love. A chat with the former UFC light heavyweight champion. It was a great chat with Chuck. I talked to him on Wednesday. We talked everything. We talked his new podcast, Icebreakers. Talk about the hardest guy he ever punched. Man, the answer was very surprising to me. I wasn't expecting that answer. But a very intriguing answer with Chuck Liddell. His greatest rival, Tito Ortiz or Randy Couture. His, His thoughts on helping Randy Couture with the podcast and his experience at Triller. And what he thought of Jake Paul and what he currently thinks of Jake Paul if he is good for mixed martial arts. And on Tuesday, the king of the mountain, the former WWE Intercontinental Champion, the former WCW Heavyweight Champion, the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the former AAA Mega Heavyweight Champion, former member of the Bullet Club, the founder of TNA. The one and only Jeff Jarrett.
His podcast debuts on Tuesday with my buddy, Conrad Thompson. Yes, Conrad Thompson's got another podcast. I don't know how that guy has enough time to do anything, considering his empire in the podcast world and also his mortgage empire. So, great to talk with Jeff. I talked with him earlier today. Awesome stuff. I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing that chat. We talk about plenty. We talk about the podcast. Why he finally decided to do one after talking to him two years ago and him telling me he had no interest. So why did he do that? The belt that means the most to him that he's won in his career. Very surprising answer and one I really did not expect, which really, I kind of, I got chills even thinking about it. It was quite surprising. So a good chat with the great Jeff Jarrett. Wednesday. Head of blood and guts, AEW star Sammy Guevara, the inner circle, the pinnacle, AEW Dynamite Wednesday night. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Great promos. If you guys have not seen, find the promos, that promo in the middle of Dynamite on this past Wednesday. Great stuff from all parties involved, all 10 guys. Actually, eight of the 10 guys. We did not hear from. Jake Hager or Wardlow, which I thought sucked. I wanted to hear from them, too, but I want to hear from all ten guys. Not eight of the ten, but good to see all eight. Good to see eight of the ten getting some really good mic time, and they made the most of that, so I'm really looking forward to that matchup coming up Wednesday on TNT. We talked to Sammy G, and then on Thursday, oh, the great Drew McIntyre. Talk about his book. Book that's coming out on Tuesday. You can catch that on. And right now, it's number one on Amazon, Audible, and the hardcover. So definitely, we'll talk to Drew about the book. His title match, three-way title match, coming up at WrestleMania Backlash against the Almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. If he's going to beat me up now, because I was bad luck for him when he lost to Lashley at WrestleMania. I think Drew McIntyre is going to find where I live, and he is going to beat me up. I hope not. But we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more with Drew as I talk to Drew coming up on Tuesday. And then, Dark Side of the Ring debuts on Wednesday on Vice TV, talking to the directors, talking to Evan Husney. Dark Side of the Ring. They, they, do, they do some great stuff, guys. So I'm definitely looking forward to talking to Evan. Good to reconnect with him. We haven't talked in like two years. So it's good to, to talk to him about what led to all the episodes that will be debuting this upcoming season. I got some stuff on because they sent me the couple of the first two episodes. And I got to say, they were pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. Thank you to the guys at Vice for sending me the first couple episodes. A podcast every day this week. I'm very, very excited for that. So it is my pleasure and it is my honor to do that for you guys. So you're welcome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But listen to the audio. It's simple, guys. Rate, review, download, subscribe, walkway to Fight Club. Let's continue words. We're moving on up through these times. Moving on up. So make sure you guys do that. It means a lot. Rate, review, download, subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please listen. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. This is Stephen Mulehausen, and I'll talk to you guys next time.